Welcome to The Do Zone, where real entrepreneurs share real strategies about getting things done. I'm your host, Josh Thomas. You can find me on social media at JT Literally. This podcast is brought to you by Factor One. If you're a hardworking entrepreneur who's looking to level up this year, there are three key shifts that you need to make right now in order for that to be possible. Go to imfactor1.com now, and I'll show you exactly what those three key shifts are and how you can get them set up for your business in less than six minutes. Once again, that's imfactor1.com. Today's guest is Christopher Zera. He is a senior editor at Fast Company, where he runs the news desk and covers topics related to business, technology, media, and culture. Zara is the author of Uneducated, a new memoir about his experiences navigating the professional white-collar world without a college degree. This book was published in May by Little Brown. Christopher, welcome to The Do Zone. Tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. I would say the key to getting stuff done, and this is for me, is have a different schedule than everyone else, but not too different. You want to, for me, the ideal sweet spot is a three hour difference. So you have that three hours where you can work by yourself and no one's bothering you to do anything. I get, I get most of my uh, productive work done between six and nine in the morning. And then the, the rest of the staff tends to sign on around nine o'clock. Um, and that's when you get sucked into this vortex of people asking you to, to do things. So like you want to have overlaps, so you can collaborate, but you also want to have uh, that little bit of um, buffer zone where you're, where you get to work by yourself. So I found that the, the good mix for me is three, three hours. I would say that that's my secret to getting stuff done and also still being able to collaborate where you're not like in a different, totally different time zone or whatever. Yeah, it, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I've had a lot of people tell me, you know, I get up at 4 a.m. because the world's still asleep and I can focus. The, the phone's not ringing and I can do whatever I want. It's my it's, it's my world. I got the whole thing to myself. It's amazing. The downside of that is you usually don't want to do anything after lunch. So <laughs> it's like you get, get ready to have afternoons where, where you're in that sort of like brain, you know, that brain numbing impact thing that happens like at in the afternoon. That 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 happens to me after lunch. I'm just kind of almost useless, but. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I, uh, uh, I got, I was getting up at 5.00 AM for a while and going to the gym and all that stuff. And I would find myself just like around 7.30 or 8.00 PM, just, just nodding off, you know, and like, no, I'm too much of a night owl. I, I got too much yeah. FOMO. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to, to a Broadway, that. going to a Broadway show tonight. The curtain is at eight o'clock and I'm just like, Oh my God, how am I supposed to stay up to even <laughs> see the opening of the show? But that that's where we are. That's right. And so uh, one of the things that uh, you cover in your book and uh, one of the topics that you're really passionate about is kind of this stigma of a formal education requirement. And mm -hmm. and and that's that's something that's really near and dear to my heart. And you probably didn't know that. I went to college. I got a yeah. college degree. I enjoyed and appreciated the value I got from that experience. But you know what? I've got a daughter who's 16. And her entire life, I have said to her, you don't have to go to college. That does not define you. What defines you is first who, first and foremost, who you choose to be. But your success in your career will have nothing to do with a formal education. It'll have everything to do with what kind of value do you bring to the table? and What kind of problem are you willing to solve? And so I'm wondering if, uh, talk to me a little bit about why that's such a passionate thing for you 
Yeah, I mean, part of it is just based on my own experience. So I, um, I came from a family where not going to college was pretty normal. A neighborhood where not going to college was pretty normal. It was a pretty normal thing um, where I grew up in Trenton, New Jersey. When I started to work in journalism, um, an industry where typically people do go to, to not only co college, but often very good, you know, elite schools, um, I, I found that it was a, my I found my circumstance was pretty unusual, and it made me think a lot about the value of education and what we what we bring um, what our what we bring in terms of perspective when either we've gone to college or when we haven't gone to college and how that changes. It's interesting that you mentioned your daughter because I've heard from a lot of parents since writing this book with that sort of same they express that same kind of um, that same kind of notion that there is a, a, a bit of a change happening where it's not necessarily we're moving into this kind of anti-college world, but we are moving into a world where people, I think, I hope people are looking a little bit more holistically about what education actually means and, and understanding that education doesn't have to mean a four-year bachelor degree. And, and that's really what it's all about because looking back on this, uh, you know, I went to school in the uh, the the late 90s, early 2000s, and it was, I don't know, a little pricey, but manageable, you know, and <laughs> now it's like it's gone up every year. And it's to the point to where if you were to go and get a degree in education or something, uh, then you're going to be 60, 70, 100 thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. for a job that's paying you 40 to 50 thousand dollars a year. And it's just like, man, that doesn't make sense anymore. It's just no. like you kind of priced yourself out of the market here. I'd, I'd rather just go deliver for Uber Eats. Yeah, it creates a really tough choice for people who do want to go to school. And I think that there is a there's definitely a, a reevaluation of, of the whole system happening. And part of the reason is that because the costs have gotten way out of control. Um, I think there needs to be some there, there has to be some kind of recalibration recalibration where where society figures out a way to make it affordable and accessible for people who want to go but also create those pathways for people who don't necessarily learn in, in a classroom or, or that's just not your thing you don't want to spend four years in, in a in, in college and you but you still want to be able to make a pretty good living like we need to have a society that can kind of have it both ways you know there's a uh there's a, there's a joke that I goes, I'm in a bunch of entrepreneur circles. And uh, one of the things that we talk about is, you know, our own personal kind of financial education, understanding how money works, understanding how our brain works and kind of how we interact with other people, all this stuff's important. But then yeah. we always kind of like the punchline is, you know, if, if they'd have taught me this instead of the Pythagorean theorem, which is something <laughs> I still remember from like high school, or uh, what is it? The the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Why do I remember that? But I don't know how to set myself up for my financial security in the future. You know, why didn't we focus on the things that mattered in school? Yeah. And, and who's making those decisions and, and how do we change those things so that we are so that we're not just sitting in straight rows in alphabetical order, but we're actually learning things that are going to help us get by and thrive in life. Oh God. I mean, it's such an important question. I asked myself that, that, that same question about my, because I came from a background where we didn't, you know, money wasn't really taught to us. So like, I didn't understand how markets worked. I didn't understand, you know, I didn't, I don't think I, I knew what stocks were, but I didn't quite get the concept of like, you put your money somewhere 
and it can just kind of grow and work for you. And that kind of st- that's the kind of stuff I learned in the, the world of journalism, covering it from the perspective of a business journalist. Like, you, you, you know, I was thrown into these beats where I had to cover finance and I had to cover money and I had to learn all that stuff. And, and it was actually my education was actually in a newsroom in a lot of ways. But like, as I learned some of some of the, the mechanics of it, I, I often wondered and I even I think went back to my parents a couple of times and asked them, so how come no one, no one ever taught me how this stuff works? I might have been better off financially if if I understood <laughs> the basic concept of how of how money works. But like it's a so it goes back to your original question, like, um, you know, are we teaching the right things to, to young people? I think the idea of financial literacy is definitely a lot more out there now than it was when when we were younger and i and i do hope that that younger people today they certainly have access to better information or more information than we did um but i also do hope that they're being taught um these kinds of things in in a in a more valuable way than than perhaps we were well you you said something important there you went and ran out and learned the thing because you needed to learn it yeah and really people typically learn things by necessity. When you need to figure something out, you're going to figure it out or you're going to die. <laughs> you know, So uh, you needed to learn that and you're surrounded by it. All right, I got to figure this out. You're in action mode. You're going and you're figuring it out. Like, all right, I got to immediately apply this because I have to write uh, I have to write a news article about this and it's yeah. tonight at midnight. I got to yeah. figure this out. I don't have time to waste. And that's where... I'm thinking the 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 old the old cliche of like, hey, if you could go back and tell your younger self something, what would you tell him? And mine has always been, and uh, and again, I'm just I didn't know anything about you until we got on, but mine has always been going back to that fat kid with long hair that's smoking a cigar, graduating from high school, looking at him and saying, "Skip college, go and find the absolute most successful person." available offer to work for them at any any wage even for free learn everything they do model what they do copy it and then make your own way it's it's pretty funny that you say that because my brother as as an entrepreneur he runs a, a bar or he owns an, now owns a bar in uh, in Seattle and he says says that exact thing when he first got to Seattle he had uh, met uh, one or two entrepreneurs and he he kind of he he sort of was, he imprinted on them, essentially. He looked at what they were doing. He said, these are the people I need to, I need to learn from. And he was not, you know, he was a little bit older when it happened. So like, I think that that those kinds of life lessons can, can happen at any time in life. And I think in my own case, like I didn't start working professionally as a journalist until 35. I mean, that seems young to me now, but at the time 35 felt like, wow, I'm 35 and I still don't know what the hell I'm going to do with my life. Like it, it felt like time was running out for me. That's right. And so tell us really quickly about your, your book, uh, what, who should read this? What should they get out of it? Where they, where can they find it? Yeah, sure. The book is called, uh, uneducated. It was published by little Brown. So it's available anywhere in bookstores, Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble, places like that. Um, you know, it's really a story about education and how education defines us as individuals and how society puts us in buckets based on our educational attainment and also the idea that you can overcome your background. Um, I've, um, I found out like, interestingly, like just hearing from readers who have read the book and point out things to me thematically that I didn't really even kind of, kind of intend 
Um, the, the readers are actually telling me what the book's about in a lot of ways. And I'm, and I'm actually, it's been a real learning process to understand where education fits in people's lives. Um, I do like to say it's not an anti-college book and um, there's nothing, there's nothing in this, in the book that I hope um, people take, take away as the point that we don't need higher education or institutions of higher learning. Cause I do, we certainly do. Uh, I just think we, ha we also just need a, a society that is a little more fair in how we, in how we, you know, divvy out resources for it, if that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense to me. And where, where can people reach out and connect with you if they want to learn more? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a news journalist, um, you know, so I'm pretty easy to reach uh, my email, uh, czara at fastcompany.com. Um, go to my website, christopherzara.com. You can, you can find me pretty much anywhere. I, I'm, you know, I'm always looking for news stories too. So I try to make myself pretty easy to contact. Excellent. Love that. So, Hey, we're going to wrap up from here. Thanks so much to our guest, Christopher Zara for coming on joining us and sharing some wisdom about how he gets stuff done. For those of you who are interested, you can go and find his book, Uneducated, anywhere that you can find books, uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Half Price Books, wherever you may wherever you may go to shop for those. You can also connect with him directly, ChristopherZera.com. If you listen to us on your commute or during your workout, somewhere out in the field, be sure to snap a selfie and tag me at JT Literally. Tell me what you do in the do zone. Also, if you're a seasoned veteran business owner, but you know what got you here, ain't going to get you there, we can help. Go to imfactor1.com now, and let's see how much impact we can make in the next six minutes. Know this, you are factor one for your own success. Now let's get to work. If you're a small business doing at least six figures and you're trying to level up, but you keep getting smacked down, pay attention. There are outside forces at play that you're almost certainly not aware of. No, I'm not talking about the president, the economy, the Federal Reserve, or inflation. I'm also not talking about your industry, your competition, or current market conditions. I'm talking about you. There are invisible forces that are keeping you from breaking through to the next barrier in your business. That's why you keep repeating the same cycle year after year. You think next time will be different, but what you don't realize is that you're running through a huge maze and your opponent has every turn memorized because your opponent built the maze. Until you get your hands on a map and come up with a plan of attack and execute it, you're just going to keep running circles over and over and you'll lose every time. You'll never find the exit without a plan. The good news is your opponent is predictable. Your opponent follows the rules. You can beat your opponent because you don't have to follow the rules. You see, you have free will. Your opponent is restricted to the rules of the game, but you can make your own rules. You just got to have a plan. And in order to get a plan, you first have to take responsibility for putting yourself in that maze without a map to begin with, because you are factor one for your own success. Your opponent is your comfort zone. If you're ready to stop running circles in the same circuit year after year and finally break free from the maze, join factor one. We are a unique development program for six-figure entrepreneurs. We'll airdrop into your exact location of the maze with a paper and pen, and we'll help you draw a clean map to the exit using our bird's eye view. We'll also arm you with the tools you need to defend yourself properly, and we'll walk with you shoulder to shoulder to make sure you get out safely this time. We don't leave anybody behind that doesn't want to be left there. Join us. Go to imfactor1.com right now, and let's talk about getting you out of that maze once and for all.